Mm. <laughs> Hello, Voodoo. How are you? Good. Good morning. It's been a while. Got a, some other game shirt on today. It's looking more German no. this time. No, actually, it's football. football? But yeah, I was. Um, yeah, it's just what, what I had on doing the stables, <laughs> making the stables this morning. Yep. Cool. So you've had a you've had a good start to your day already. Pony's all done. Um. Yeah. Getting getting ready to leave tomorrow morning. So like did the stables this morning, and now slowly getting stuff packed and ready to leave for Europeans. And that's why we have you here today. Well, you you messaged me. You're keen to keen to have a little chat about Euros. See how it goes. We don't know a lot about it. In terms of who's going or obviously what not. people should expect <laughs> i i um uh, i was meant to put my computer on but for some reason i missed out on it because um, then i could have some more information like proper information about the competition cool um, i get that ready while we're talking uh yeah um, no I, th- I thought it'd be good to to give people maybe a little bit of insight about europeans and um, maybe talk the past whatever you want to talk about but um as ads is the first IMJ competition since covid uh coming up yeah. i was good to maybe uh give the riders a little bit more viewership on scoreboard and i hopefully live stream too would be nice i'd i'd quite fancy watching it on the live stream That'd yeah cool. definitely will if it's available yeah, yeah, I I haven't seen anything about it. Maybe they're gonna broadcast it over Facebook, but yeah, I haven't seen it. But as as it in IMJ like kind of rule set, you have to have a live stream when you're running the IMJ show. So I hope they will okay. have it because yeah, it's good for everybody else that is not able to go. Absolutely. Hectic. So how have things been like, I don't know, leading up to the Euros? Is your pony 100%? Last time I spoke to you, which was some time ago, you were worried about, because I think your pony had like hurt its leg or like, in the field. Yeah, like, like were... I think I think she had like, you know, when they have those uh, infections where the leg gets uh, swollen up and it might take forever to calm down. But uh, actually it was gone quite quickly, but you never know. Like, like it was gone quite quickly, giving... Uh, antibiotics for a few days and, and she was fine. But you never know until the, the swelling is gone and the pony stays sound. But yeah, yeah she's, she's in very good form and I hope it stays like this for the next 10 days and you know, in the aftermath of the competition as well. Yeah. If I look at the scoreboard, it looks like there's only seven teams entered. So is that the case and they're only gonna do one session? Yeah, this is one one, one of the key, key topics I was gonna want to talk about about Europeans. Um, so uh, on scoreboard, I'm using the website, but um, it's actually only seven teams. Mm-hmm. So it means it will be one big final. So in comparison to the World Championship, as it's normally run and the Europeans as well, you have four sessions of ten races each, and then you have two big finals with twelve races. So now we have uh, four, like six finals, uh, 10 races each, which means from the first race, you kind of need to be sharp. Uh, you need to be well prepared uh, and every, every point counts. And I think that's, I have had a competition like that, 
in 2006, uh, Europeans in Switzerland, but I haven't had it since. And I, I think uh, it's, a, it's an interesting turn of events because we, we've been used to the, the, the standard that we've had. And now I think this changes everything a little bit because normally during the sessions, writing for Germany, you have the chance to get sharp. You have, you have to be, um, get used to the equipment. You know, because when you travel abroad, equipment is a little bit different. You're riding on a surface that you don't know. And then you can get, you get used to your teammates as well. Um, I know for South Africa, that's a little bit different for you. Normally, the sessions are the, the determining part. Yeah, I'm getting used to the ponies as well. Yeah, but, but you, you kind of need to be sharp from the beginning because you obviously have the big goal to, to make, make the A final. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, and I think that changes um, this format of the competition changes everything, and this, together with COVID, uh, is even more interesting because every like normally, most countries start their season in April. They have, uh, I think, by now five, six, seven shows done. Uh, everybody's kind of used to their horse. Uh, maybe they've been able to practice in the national team as well to prepare for Europeans, and now I think every country is in a different state. There might be some countries coming that haven't had a single show. Uh, and there might be countries coming that have had a few shows. And I think that's going to be uh, something that is very interesting. And um, I think it's very hard to predict what's going to happen. So that's why I, I, I enjoy uh, uh, not knowing what's going to come. Okay. So you don't know right now whether this new format suits any of the nations in particular? Well, I, I, as far as I know, um, if France and Belgium, like talking about the Opens now, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think France and Belgium haven't had a big number of competitions. Uh, same with uh, Norway, Sweden and Denmark. I know Germ- Germany has had two weekends where we had shows. I wasn't able to go to both. I only had one. Um, and the dark horse might be Italy because I think Italy might have had a few more shows leading up to this. Uh, and as uh, most people in Europe know, Italy is very strong in Europeans, especially in the younger age groups, but they have been the European champions in 2018 in the opens. Uh, and I think uh, for me, Italy is going to be the favorite to win um, because of that. Yeah, Tom was telling me yesterday he is he reckoned that it would be between Germany. No, no, I think he said France and Italy. France and Italy would um, be what I thought would be the favorites. Yeah, like um with France, France has been uh world champion in 2012 and and 16. And 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 once in a while France is absolutely bringing teams that can win. Um, even on the biggest stage against the best teams. So um, in, two, in 2016, England had a strong team. Ireland had a strong team. New Zealand had a very strong team. And it was still France that won. And um, so French teams are always very good. Uh, however, um, as I said, I, I'm saying Italy is, is my favorite because I think France hasn't had many competitions. I might be wrong. Um, 
have they had the same like even number of competitions? I'd say Italy and France are both, yeah, hmm. favorites. But I, gi- I give Italy a slight edge. And I, I'm just uh, looking at the um, at the Hall of Fame of the IMGA to pull up some some numbers for uh, European Team Championships in the Open. Um, so obviously the last one was won by England, and then it was the year before was Italy in 2018. 2017 was uh, England winning in England and 2016 was England as well. So in 2016, France was second, Germany third, and Ireland. Like it's 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 very different because sometimes the countries are not sending like their best team to the Europeans. And and, and that's a little bit different. Like Italy always um, has their focus on European. So, yeah. Okay. But it doesn't look like you rode for Germany last time. Germany competed. In Europeans. Yeah. Me. But you're riding, no. you're riding this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was training the, the 2018 team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, otherwise, are there any new riders on the German team or have you all been riding together for a while? So it's, it's uh, is my brother and my sister, so mm-hmm. I know them quite well. Uh, <laughs> and then we have two new faces um, riding in, in, in their team. My sister has only come up into the Opens in 2019, so she's quite young to the Open still. Um, but they have all been... Um, kind of The way that we run our selection process is that the trainer selects a squad, and then they usually train together as a squad for a while. And then he picks the teams that are going to Europeans and Worlds from that squad. And, and usually there's some you know, prospect riders that are moving into the squad and they stay there for a few years before they get their first chance. Uh, if they get a chance. And the riders that are in, in the team this year, they have been in this squad for many years. and They have been riding in, in Europeans. Uh, and the juniors as well, worlds and juniors, and, and now it's their time to to shine in the opens. Yo, that sounds uh, very like you guys have a crazy strict selection process. Oh, not strict, but it sounds like that. Like can only produce like a strong team. Like if like your sister, for example, is this her first Europeans? Uh, opens. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah. done it. She's she's done it in under 14s and under 17. Yeah. How long has she been in the squad for? Um. Well, I think last year we didn't even select a squad because mm, yeah. Um, and the year before, Germany didn't go to any shows. <laughs> so um, yeah, like this is her first chance, and and then it's the first time she's picked as well. But yeah. And do you have any news on the Italian and French teams? Who their okay. riders are? For the Open? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's very familiar names that have a few of them for the Italians have been on the winning team. Not, a, not all of them, but I think three of them. Um, very familiar faces 
from international competitions where Italy was uh, present. Um, I think it's a very, it looks to me like a strong team. Um, Italy in 2018, when they won the Europeans, two weeks after was world teams. Yeah, two weeks after was world teams. They were sending the same team. And you could, like, to me, it looked like they were struggling, struggling a bit with the, the success that they had the week before. You know, maybe, you know, more faces looking at them. And um, that was only, the struggle was only in the first part of the final. And then they actually, uh, I think, won the second final. But because the struggle was bad, um, they, they, they almost came second. So they were one or two points behind Germany coming second. And, and Italy made up something like 20, 25 points on us. Um, during their, their run. And, and, um, and that's something that I'm expecting from Italy. If they are not getting an early clean run, I think at some stage they will. And, and when that happens, everybody has to hope that they have a big advantage by that time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So you say like they, like they might have a bumpy start, but there will be a, there'll be a time where they racking up the points. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying if they have a bumpy start, I'm, I'm still expecting them to, to finish very strong. They might be strong from the beginning, but if they have, even if they have a bumpy start, I think they will be very near, uh, contention, um, by, by the end of the final. And, and, but- and, Fra- and France, you, you have, uh, like the, the names are all familiar to me. Um, I've heard that one of the top riders is riding a new horse, like or a different horse that I haven't seen, so it's hard for me to to tell how how good it is. But it's probably good when he is selected. He's also riding in the European Individual Opens, um, and probably is the strong favorite. But Colin Carson is gonna go into detail at about that. <laughs> um, but I, the names are all familiar to me, and, and it looks like a strong team. Or I'd say even even very strong, but we'll have to see what horses they are riding. And obviously, if they haven't had a single competition or or just one like Germany, it's gonna be difficult, you know, to have your hands over handovers sharp. You know. Yeah. It's either how everyone will handle the six part A final as well. Yeah, like it's it's either yeah with something like handovers or pony pairs and tire. Those are the things that are you know where the teamwork comes into play. And I think um, it's either you're not going to be sharp on the line because you're just, uh, your, your timing is just not, not there in the beginning uh, or you're going to drop some handovers or you're going to do it slow. But I, I think you're going to see, see a lot of difference in the handovers when it comes to the teams that are, um, that have been able to gather some, experience this year and teams that haven't so i think handovers is going to be a big factor in in this competition keen to see what strategies teams adopt like with all of that in mind yeah well it's the question if they have that on mind (laughs) you know (laughs) that that because you know um with some of the teams that i have seen on the first german competition the one that i went to is that everybody was just boarding as they used to. They, they had no different approach, just do the same as usual and not like change the approach because there was one year of not competing. 
and, and, and it might be the same in this one. So that's something that's going to be interesting for me to see who's actually changing their approach because things are different. Okay. So do you reckon, I mean, what would changing the approach look like? I'm not, I'm not saying like, okay, I was, I was going to ask like how you guys would do it, but like, that doesn't even matter. Just like, well, like if someone was to take like the current circumstances and write accordingly or make some kind of change for being off, because you say the changeovers will be going down and like teamwork yeah, races yeah. like tire could be bad. Like, yeah, what could... I, ju I just did general uh, approach is just to slow it down. Hmm. It's just, uh, just slow it down in the beginning. But it's, it's easier said than done because if you, if you have people next to you that are going fast um, and they get it right, maybe in the first two or three races, and then you directly question your approach uh, and you might get pulled into trouble because of that. You know, you know, that's a, that's, that's a difficulty. You know, if you, if you change the approach now and you realize um, actually everybody else is as good as they used to be and everything is fine, uh, then it's difficult, I think, to change it again and, uh, and just uh, play as the others are. Mm. So um, I think what's just is, what's difficult is is everybody is probably gonna look around and and see what what's going on on the arena, and then after the first final, then actually determine your approach for the rest. Maybe I don't know. Hard to tell. But I guess in that way, it's easier to have every single team in there with you. So, but what I'm expecting is is that there will be uh, probably um, there will be three, three, four teams as one group. Oh, okay. And then there there will be uh, three or four teams in another group, and and then there will be running away with the competition one group, and the rest is going to be you know fighting for the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, and then, you know, obviously with the competition being six finals, 60 races, it's going to be a lot tougher on the horses as well. You know, um, I, I'm probably more the type that, you know, start slowly and, and see how your pony is so that you are able to finish riding hard rather than injuring your horse early because you're hammering your horse up and down the arena. Um, you know, as soon as there's one injury, everything falls apart a little bit it's difficult to to because all the information that you gather while you're riding a competition as a team uh as soon as somebody drops out and somebody new comes in or somebody just drops out and you stay on a four the whole dynamic in, inside of the team changes so all the information that you gain are basically lost because you gotta start from scratch again building up orders and, and stuff so I, I think the, the approach of just slowing it down a little bit and, and go with the flow and then maybe speed it up towards the second part of the competition is probably going to help. Hmm. Yeah. And then you are mentioned... you sad, sad that there's so few teams or are you kind of excited for the, you know, no, I, I, challenge? Um, I mean, the time of being sad about COVID and Brexit is over, I guess. Yeah. Because if you're sad, then you're never gonna be happy again, probably. <laughs> uh, so I'm very excited about it. It's it's um, 
I'm very excited. Obviously, I would have enjoyed having uh, England and Ireland there, having all the top teams with the top riders there. But there's nothing we can do about it. So I enjoy just the, um, I enjoy the chance of having a 60 final race, a 60 race final because you know every race counts. I think it's very, um, very exciting. Yeah. The you mentioned the other four teams or. Yeah, because you're like, who? Oh, we haven't spoken much about them. So, um, from you know, just from past experience, again, it's hard to predict, but I'm expecting Denmark to be uh, one of the, the top teams. And then it's going to be difficult to, to tell um, how Sweden and Norway are going to fit into the competition. But um, Sweden have been very good and they've done made the A finals a few times. Um, but, um, from what I can see, um, I think they, they are gonna, if they, you know, if they're able to get races right and take their time and not race with the quicker teams or the quick teams, uh, I think they have a chance of staying in the, in the, in the top group. Uh, but, um, if they start racing and they start to have mistake after mistakes, during the sessions, I think they will have a hard time keeping up with the top group. And I think the same goes for Norway as well. So, yeah. If, 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 if you, if I would have to predict the opens, I'd say Italy, France, Belgium, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. That's kind of the, the group, the, the order that I put them in. Yeah. Down. With the, the gap being between uh, I, 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 it's hard to tell with, with the Danish team. They could be top group. They could be leading the bottom. Stay in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you know what's not so exciting about this format is is when the gap starts to become big. Mm. You know, if if you are ranked fourth or fifth, and the top team above you has a twenty point lead about uh, ahead of you, and then there's twenty points to the next team in the bottom, and that is after two sessions. Um, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna go for it and just try to catch up, which can go bad, and you're gonna get caught by the you know the team behind you because you just mess up going too quick. What are you gonna do? So the clever approach, if you're looking at the points, would be you know just sit in and and hope for the best. But who's gonna do that for another two four sessions, two three four sessions? So yeah, yeah, that that's the part that might be not so exciting, but. We'll just hope that it's a close one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's it's just it's such a long competition. I think as a whole, when you look at the competition as a whole, it's going to be exciting, but probably this, there's going to be sessions where no position changes are, are happening. Like before and after, it's going to be the same mm. order. Yeah, like after the first three sessions when there's... Yeah. Yeah, and, and and then this competition is stretched over uh, five days, and we are riding six times, which means there's only one day we're riding twice. So if you fuck up one session, um, you know you got all next day or all day to think about it instead of just having another session to correct it. And, and I think that's going to be also difficult to deal with. One hundred percent. The time to to fix your mistakes from the, like the morning session. Yeah. And then, and the, the arena is um, filled 
all day. So it's not like you can just maybe have a practice and get some some practice in to to maybe get your team into order or something. You just have to, yeah, live with it. Think about it. Do it better next day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then so you you mentioned now the arena, uh, like what is like what what is the surface? How like is this venue nice? Is it? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's um it's uh it's a very big arena for seven lanes. So um this this um showground it's called Balanceback Zoo Center, which means uh, Balanceback Riding Center basically, and uh in twenty thirteen the world individuals was hosted there it was a very big very nice running grass arena um i had very good memories it was a fantastic week i won my second title which was the topping of of that week and um and then after them they got i think they got funding and they changed the surface so now it's a really big um a weather arena and they run the 2016 world pairs on it i think back then on eight lanes and it was a bit too narrow so i think now they are down to seven lanes and it's a very big nice ring for seven ring uh, seven lanes and so i think it also has a watering system coming from underneath the arena so um, you don't have the problem where it's getting too uh, deep because it's dry if they handle it well, but not, normally that was the case. Um, they have the tractor making it flat and even, and it's just a very, very nice uh, place to kind of be for, for the week because you, you, it's, it's not a long walk from the car park to the arena. And then you, you can sit underneath the trees on the grass uh, and watch the, the show just all week. Um, if the weather is nice, it's perfect. And I think the weather is going to be okay. So it looks like we, we can have a good week. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, should we talk about under 18s? Do you have anything yeah. to speak about them? Um, yeah, under, under 18 teams um, competition, I, I would go with pretty much the same order. I, I'm expecting Italy and France to be uh, running away with the competition, to be honest. I think they are very strong. Um, in the past, Italy have won several junior, it was under 17 before, Europeans. Um, France have won it too. I, I, I would think Italy is stronger, but we'll see. And then after that, we have um, Germany, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. And for me, it's very hard to predict uh, how good these teams are in comparison to each other. But um, yeah, I'm expecting Germany maybe to become third. So yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. And usually Italy and France, they are bringing a lot of supporters. I'm not sure you know, about COVID protocols, what's possible with supporters. but um, having a big group of Italians in France always brings a very good atmosphere to the Europeans. So I, I'm still hoping a little bit that that's, there's going to be a good few people cheering from those countries. And I, I think, to be honest, Germany also brings good, good few supporters that are bringing some good atmosphere 
So having those three countries in, in, in those junior age groups where you have a lot of parents traveling to, um, I think will be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Tom, you were trying to say something and then... Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the more exciting parts of Europeans to watch is usually the individuals. Um, there's obviously less people entered than that, but you had your favorite. Are there any other strong competitors that you're yeah. excited to watch? Um, I will open the entry list. So for for me, um, I had Imo Hintelmann from Germany going going. Um, who I've been training for a while. He's a very nice horse and him and the horse have had difficulties with injuries at the same time where my knee was uh, injured. So we've been through the same problems and um, he was getting ready for this competition and I, I, I was very hopeful he would do well. Uh, but then he had an infectious disease in his uh, stable. So his pony can't travel. Luckily, the pony was not infected yet. I thought he might be okay, um, but he can't go. So that's a bit, a bit of a setback for us because we would have enjoyed a good week together. Um, looking at the rest, um, I think depending on the horses, um, which I'm not sure. Obviously, the names that are sticking out are Lucas Kutiak, uh and Quentin. Mm. Um, I mean, Quentin has been an awesome individual rider for, for many years. Um, but he has never, to me, it always looked like he hasn't found his peace with individuals because he, he didn't win. He was very close uh, two or three times uh, back on Spy. Um, he's had some fantastic horses after. Um, Topaz won European juniors in the individuals and also Suleiman. And I think now he's, he's had another few nice ponies coming up, but I'm not sure what he's riding, but I'm very sure he's going to bring something that is going to be competitive. And as far as I know, Lucas and Quentin are living at the same place, which is La Bond. So they will know who, who, who's the favorite, like either, either Quentin or Lucas. Um, um, but obviously Lucas is a, a good bit younger, maybe like something between 10, 10 and 15 years younger. So um, to me, Lucas is maybe, is, is probably the favorite. Um, but then there are other interesting names coming from Denmark and um, also Italy. Uh, I'm not sure what the Italians are riding. Um, there's also some nice riders, like interesting riders um, that I know of. From, from past individuals that have a good chance of making the final. Um, but I really have no idea what ponies they are riding. And then in, on the bottom of the list, um, you have Marino and Renato Kammermann from Switzerland. And uh, I, I'm sure they are expecting to make the final. Um, at the moment, I don't think they are on the level as Lucas, but having a little bit weaker competition is not always benefiting the favorite um, because too easy like, a ride to the final. Yeah, it's like it because because you know if you you are somebody that is struggling through the sessions or, or the semis, it, it it puts you in a different state of mind in comparison to somebody that is cruising the whole time, mm. and then just have a stupid mistake like me 
2015, losing my stirrup and knocking down the ball of the cone. If that's your first race, uh, which is the first race of the final, it might, you know, get you nervous because you, you mm. didn't feel any struggle, the whole competition, and suddenly there is struggle. And it might be a lot more difficult to, to stay calm and keep your composure. So very interesting. Still very interesting. Yeah. And is how many individual riders were there? There's uh, three. I don't know how many heats there are. Yeah, I learned three or four heats in the opens. Mm. And then there's uh, five in the juniors. Okay. And under 18 it is now. Um, to me, it's very hard to predict the juniors because there are, um, I can see from the list that there are a lot of riders that are not even under 18 riders. They, they are under 15 riders, but um, because there is no under 15 age group, they are competing in the under 18. Yeah. Um, and then this is, uh, from, from all the countries. So it's, it's, it's very hard to tell what's going to happen, but I'm expecting, um, maybe an Italian to, to come through. There's quite a bit of Italian names in this, on this list. And we've had Italian winners in, in the world individual championship in the under 12, I think it was 2019. And, uh, we've had under 17 European individual winner in, in Germany. And I think uh, there's a good chance that there's going to be another Italian winner. Um, but also the, the French people that are in this competition uh, have looked good in the past. So I think it's very interesting because to me, there is winning a competition like this is just a very special feeling. And it's going to be the same feeling for these kids. And and now it's a little bit of a different group that has to that has the chance to experience this feeling, and you know even that they might not be the people that would win in the world individual final this year. Um, it gives a different group a chance to to get this feeling, and I think everybody you know that, that in the end wins deserves to win it and to, to feel it. And all these riders in this age group now has has the dream of winning it, and 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 now it's. Yeah, it's their responsibility to make this dream alive. Yo, preach, bro. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's incredible. I've been frame that and put it on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the same with the opens. You know, um, it, 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 you know, even if you know maybe that Lucas is a little bit stronger than you, you know, what happens if if he gets injured or the pony gets injured. Suddenly it's everybody's. And, and, and when you're going there, you should aim to win and because everything can happen. And, and then if, if you're kind of not um, dialed into the winning and then suddenly you're missing the chance because you're not there anymore with your head, then, then you, you're going to regret that big time. Because in the end of the day, in 10 years time, your name is either on the list and on the trophy, or it's not. Nobody is going to talk about who was on the day, who was at the competition, who was riding. In the end, it's just making, getting your name on that trophy. And obviously for yourself, having the enjoyment of, of winning. 
I think that's a brilliant way to end the podcast. <laughs> Unless we have some anything else you want to talk about? That was insane. Uh no, I, I'm I'm good. I think we've got covered a little bit. Um no, on the on the topics that you sent me, you said uh PGP, like Pony Games Podcast. So yeah. we haven't talked about the Pony Games podcast. We can. Let's do it. If you if you want to, because you put it on the list, so I wasn't sure what you're going to talk about. I wasn't sure. Oh no! Oh no! No, that was just like it. Just that was just like a heading that I used for the, the Zoom call. Oh, uh, uh, okay. It wasn't something I was intending on speaking about, but like we are quite excited about the Pony Games podcast, and we we'll just continue doing this until it grows. It's growing slowly every day. Website coming soon. Websites yeah. on the build. So for me, for me, this is awesome. The podcast because I spend a lot of time on the road. And obviously, like a lot means 10, 11 hours a week. So no matter what footage you got, to uh, it gets boring at some stage. And then if you can mix it up a little bit, you know, I'm normally listening to some science uh, podcasts and then we have Joe Rogan and uh, obviously some music. And, and then this is coming in, which is nice because it, it gives you, like it gets you into a different state of, of, of feeling. You know, when you go from science to go to mixed martial arts and then you have your games podcast where it's basically it feels like you are in a group chatting with the people from games. So it kind of gets you into you know, this IMGA summer feeling, which is one yeah. of the main reasons we're all doing it. It's not just... And people bonus. haven't had it for a while. Yeah. So I think like it's a, the perfect time to start something like this, having COVID. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And I have actually, we were talking about the videos. I have started to record it. So we've done the first step and then we've cut it together. Just the, the footage from the rider. So maybe explain it to, to the viewership. So I, I was um, stating last time that I want to do like training tutorial videos on YouTube you know, uh, on how to stop your pony and how to do equipment in, in different races and, you know, tactics and stuff. And I just didn't find the time. But now we've recorded the footage of, of the rider riding. And now um, we need to kind of cut it together and bring the explanation in. And I think only uh, us only riding once a week in Denmark, there is no um, excuses for me that I have no time. So we'll probably try and do it in Denmark, um, which would be cool to to. I was I was hoping I could upload the whole thing before leaving for Denmark, but yeah, I failed again. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy though that you're gonna be like, I guess in your downtime when you're not focusing on the big competition, you're gonna be worrying about your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm like it's not about the channel, but it's actually. The difficulty in, in making a video is, is, I think, is it's easier to, you know, if you have one rider with a specific problem, yeah, it's easy for you um, to talk to him, to refer to the problems that he has, give him things to work on, see if it works. And as soon as it works, the, the person understands what I was talking about. When you do a video, you have to explain it in a way that everybody gets it. And you don't have 
somebody sitting on their horse trying it out while you're explaining mm-hmm. so it's 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 like it's just a different way of communicating with with whoever is watching so um it's just uh making it good like a good project in the end which is difficult it's not difficult to to to, to make it but that it's good i think it's, it's difficult but yeah when it's out you you can tell me whether it's good or not <laughs> we'll make sure to do so <laughs> yeah epic by the, by the way I, i i enjoyed the podcast yesterday i was listening uh, to it when i was walking the dog last night yeah very good uh, <laughs> such a legend I, I just didn't, you know, the thing is with this podcast, people are very honest. You know, they, they you, you get a side of people that you might not kind of expect or know from, from the competitions. And, and, and with Greg, that was interesting. Obviously, as, as Greg isn't, you know, as publicly, uh, how do you say? It? He's not speaking in the public as much as, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't yeah. have known all these different aspects of, of him and his games. Uh, and yeah, yesterday was a bit the same. It was, it was personal and, um, and that was very interesting. I really, really enjoyed the, the hour. It was nice because we know Jack so well, or I guess like, we, well, yeah, we do. Cause we like, they're sort of in our club and we, well, we're in their club, should we say, uh, we spend <laughs> like every, every weekend with them. Uh, so like, and because he does give so much shit to people, like it was quite nice to be able to, like, you have the freedom to ask the questions without feeling bad. Whereas <laughs> like if I had been given like a whole bunch of like taboo topics to ask you, like, I don't feel like we have the relation. Well, maybe now we do, but like, especially on that first video call, like, we de- definitely didn't have the relationship for me to be asking uh, those kind of questions. Yeah. Kind of, I, like, I think everybody that was listening to the Jack Cable podcast, they were kind of expecting a little bit of... Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> of, but that's uh, the thing, like everyone has everyone has these stories, but it's just like trying to dig them out. I'm sure you've got a fair few crazy stories. Yeah, uh, probably tried to forget them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, we'll save so, that for so, another episode. So what's next for you guys? So I hear you're not going to um, world teams. So the next big one is that world individuals or is the intercounties in between? I think world individuals is first. Yeah. I usually yeah. intercounties was the last weekend in August. So. Yeah. So we've got world individuals, then intercounties, and then Champions League before world pairs. So there's quite a yeah. lot coming up. That's quite a lot, yeah. So, so what are you expecting to to do for world individuals? How are you going to prepare? Are you going to be ready? Who's aiming for semis? Um, I've been. I tried to use the last two individuals to prepare for world individuals. Like that was my mindset going into those last two, and I did make the semis at both, so I feel fairly confident. But there's a lot more heat, so I think you have to ride slightly differently. Yeah, I, I haven't seen an entry list. Is there an entry list on on the? I don't think there's an entry list, but they've you know they've made time for eight heats. So if it gets filled up, there'll be that many, I think. Yeah, but that's not like that's not too many, because mm. they only use seven lanes, as far as I know. So yeah. 56 riders is still it's it's fairly big, but it's not crazy big. 
when you when you head to 10 or 11 then it gets not so easy to get into the top 14 yeah uh, i figured out from the last two competitions like what my bad races are which is nice so i just need to make some time to rent an arena to practice those in particular try out different ways of doing them so they don't go wrong again so, so you are you going to enjoy the time where there's not as many competitions to, to use that time to get ready for those races yeah i'll definitely try to uh because we don't have an area big enough to practice so we have to you know make a plan to rent an arena yeah um, so definitely try to do that a bit i don't and know about carl are, are you living in uh, more or less on the same spot yeah, yeah. Carl and I live in the same house. All right. So, so you you'd be going to to practice together and yeah, yeah. for sure. But that's great. Like it, like it's interesting. I mean, that's you should, you, sh you should get some like a lot out of it. Like I see with my my sister siblings that uh, it's it's nice when you live together. You you can practice a little bit more and and you're kind of you know the strong and weaknesses and when to help somebody and not. Yeah, I mean, we've always been that way. You know, before competitions back home in South Africa, we practiced together on the weekends leading up to the big shows. So nice. So maybe when you 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 can practice against each other at some stage. Yeah, we probably yeah, have like, done that as well. It all became mind games in the end because there, there came a time where with the ponies that we were on and the ability that we had at the time, there wasn't much splitting us. So like there was always me and Tom was just a couple of points between us going into like the last heats of the final back home. And then like it all came down to those training days. Like we'd have like a training for maybe a week or two weeks before a competition where we'd go to the venue and we'd just have our ponies there and we'd basically take a holiday, do some training. Cause like I, I didn't train very much at all. Um, and then that was when sort of the mind games became such a huge factor because Tom, like Tom had always been like, if I made a mistake, he'd like, and he wouldn't do it out of like intentionally, or he wouldn't do it to try and get in my head. But like, just, uh, it was just the way Tom was, he'd come over and he'd be like, Oh, like that was like, that wasn't the best sock you've ever done. Like, he'd just <laughs> say something super, super dry to you. And like, not to be a dick, it's just like, he's being honest. Um, and like that it does play an effect on you anyway. And then like, it would be always something or like I would beat him in a race and he'd come over and be like, it was only because I didn't get this turn like this. Otherwise I would have beaten you. And it's like, oh, shut up, Tom. It's like, I'll beat you anyway. And then, so like, there was a lot of that. And that was like, there were a good couple of years where Tom was like much better than me. And then slowly it started leveling out. And then this is when the mind games came in. And then I was just like, I think one year I just decided and it was probably after too many FIFA games where you just get cocky with the boys. Um, but yeah, just throwing out like a ridiculous amount of arrogance and confidence. And then Tom would make a mistake and then I'll just give it back to him and go and be like, Oh, Tom, what happened there? Boy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And now, now Tom, I think is much more ahead of me. So going back to the question about what we're doing to prepare for world individuals, I think Tom can feel confident in making a semis. Where for me, my I'm still like this competition that we're doing now on Sunday. Uh, my main goal is to get my pony turning back up the arena smoothly in preparation for Worlds. <laughs> like, like that's not something you should be worrying about before World mm. Individuals. 
Um, so for me, I just want to try and get, like have as, uh, as smooth a competition as possible and make it look as neat and pretty as possible. That's sort of my goal. Hope for some easy heaps again. Yeah, and see, see where Nine that gets games. me. Uh, how, is your pony turning nice up time. the ring better to the left or to the right? Or does it not matter at all? I don't think you've ever tried turning up to the left, to be fair. Give it a go. The only uh, he, confuse him a bit. He'll definitely go better to the left because in flag flyers, if I do an inside turn for one of my first two put-ins, oh sorry, not flag flyers, uh, triple flag, because mm. like then he knows that he's not galloping home. But if I go around the top cone to the right, and if I don't bring him across back over to the right, so that he knows that we're going to go back left again, then he just tanks. So yeah. you you basically have one month to change your complete game onto your left hand easy easy game boy <laughs> we'll just do inside turns inside like no 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 not inside you just you have to play with your left hand go do, around do, to the left like do, do the top turn normal and then you do the bottom turn with your left hand turning to the left okay I will I mean, I'll do that for you for a day <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah there, there's some races where you could actually do it but it's different like the races where you struggle the most is probably litter and something like association. Mm. Yeah, litter, litter, litter association could be done. Very difficult. But like, if you say sock or toolbox or hoopla, you could do inside, like no, not inside, left turns. Left turns, and, and for sure. The, because you got long arms, even if the coordination is weird with your left hand, you you should still be able to to do it. Yeah. And, but I, I haven't seen like I haven't seen your turns, so you know maybe they are actually not as bad as as, as what I'm expecting. So maybe it's I better mean, to still use your right hand. I, th- I think they're good when they happen. Yeah, so he's <laughs> definitely improving. Like he, when when they happen, they're actually quite sexy. And like especially if there's uh, letter lifters, what do you call it? Yeah, letter. Like first one, he'll be like, I like have to check up like literally as I've come as I've stood up like sat up from my letter pickup. I have to then sit up and like keep him. I can't like let him run to the barrel to turn around. I have to like hold him the whole way. But then for the second one, it's much better. And then the third one, obviously, we have to go back galloping home. So he don't like once he knows that he has to turn back up, he's actually it, it feels quite sexy. But mm. so what's the plan with Pony? You're gonna keep him for another season or I am enjoying him now. Um and in teams, I think he is quite valuable as far as like being like a valuable member in the team, like straight lines are great for us. (laughs) Um, And I'll like turning back up is, is happening now. So I think it's looking pretty good. Like I've done, uh, what was it? Three mug roundy, roundy mug a couple of times. And it's been okay. Not the fastest, not as fast as you can be because we are wasting time on the turn back out. But yeah, I think the main issue is your correction of mistakes on him. So it all looks yeah. good when you when don't you, make when mistakes. When you're not expecting the turn and then you still have to do it, then hmm. I understand. No, I'm just saying this because um, now it's the time for selling and buying. You know, if, if you want to buy a good horse, by the end of August, they're all gone. Mm. Uh, and if you want to sell them, obviously, like if you want to sell a horse, obviously people That's are buying well. at, at the same similar time. Or at least they are making the deals. Normally, actually, the ponies are sold by the end of the season. But you know, there are only you know 
so many top horses for sale each year. And you know, if somebody wants to buy one, uh, usually around Europeans and worlds, you, you have to try and get them. I feel like I have a top horse. I just feel like it's taking a long time to produce it. But yeah, we, to, we've, we've come so far and I feel like if I was to get rid of him now, firstly, I'm barely going to get my money back. And then secondly, I feel like I've not completed the task that I set out to do when I bought him. Yeah, but often that's more important than actually have like, like I'm I'm the guy that even though I know my horse is not as good as like, you know, somebody when you talk about, you know, let's say you and Tom are going to have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I would be you. And then Tom would be saying, well, your horse isn't as fast as mine. <laughs> and I would know that that is the case. I would never admit. I would always defend the horse to the end. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm that kind of guy that even though, well, it, if, if I have faith in a horse, then I want to win world individuals with it. And then if I'm able to do that, then I have proven that this is horse can achieve everything in the sport. And then that's good for me. So yeah. I, I, I would probably not, in, in your position I, I don't want to I don't want to I would probably him. keep him and, and, and try to prove myself I can I can achieve whatever I want to achieve yeah and like the the cost of having him uh, isn't that high if I was earning more money then I could easily just get a second horse in which case yeah. the time that it takes for him to come along isn't a problem yeah. uh, so I just gotta just gotta make some more money and get a second horse how do you make your money I work at a pub from Monday to Thursday, and that is about it. Okay, that could be difficult with COVID coming back. <laughs> <laughs> at least difficult to to uh, for another horse. A top yeah, horse. but hence hence I don't have the um, the second pony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're, we're, I'm working on it. Don't worry. Yeah, just make sure you get the right one. Just need yeah. sponsors for the podcast next. Yeah, so the podcast, this will become a, a an income stream ads. at some point. Get some ads going, sell some merch. Yeah, the, like one thing I was thinking about is that when you look at Europeans, the COVID Brexit era, if you can call it that, uh, is is um, a setback of maybe something like 15 years for game. What we are looking at now with the numbers at Europeans is what we used to have 15 years ago. So that's a massive decline for continental Europe. And I think it's probably also a chance to, to grow it back to the size that we were used to the last 10 years with people from continental Europe. And then additionally have something growing even bigger in GB and maybe be able to at some stage combine it again. But what is good as far as I can see is that it's still not too bad for um, you, continental Europe to travel to GB. The big problem is for people from GB to travel through Europe. So as far as I know. Um, so one can be hopeful that Europeans um, just, I think in Wales next year and the year after G or the other way around, that that's going to be okay, good. Uh, 
by that time, you, you guys can represent England if you want. <laughs> well, that time my pony should be should be almost where it needs to be. And then I'll so be able to sell it this time next year. So have you been living in, in England for a year now? Three, four years. So you could actually be riding for England. Yeah, but yeah. I could also just ride for South Africa. Yeah, but not, <laughs> not in Europeans. No, no, true, 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 true. I'd also have to be able to like be selected for the team, which is challenging. We could go to Denmark now and ride an individual. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we could ride yeah. for England. Yeah, that different different people that have done that. Yeah, and for pairs as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's no European pairs except yeah, the one that Ruri does. But yeah, I think there's no no rules. You can do whatever you want. No. Yeah, we rode for that in South Africa, I think. We can ride for the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to get my stuff ready, get the horse ready, and then I'm going to give you an update on Facebook how you feel. We're going to go ahead. And then I wish you guys all the best for your preparation. For, for individuals much. and I'm definitely gonna hope there's a live stream and then follow the scores during world individuals um, as far as I hear the top favorites are all going so very interesting competition but that's gonna be in a few weeks time before that it's Europeans and then only three weeks after that is world teams and that's gonna be exciting too but yeah until then, a lot can change. You know, COVID is coming back in all the countries. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. But I hope that Germany can go because we are not allowed to travel to, to GB at the moment. So if the numbers in France are going up too high, that, that might be the same. So I hope that's not going to be the case. You're very well. All the best with that and good luck with your competition. Yeah, thank you. Hope you smash it. In the best way possible. We will. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race, hopefully. Um, say that again. Slow and steady wins the race, hopefully. Yeah, like seconds. Yeah. Seconds and third. Either way. I mean, I, I'm, you know, we never know. Like, it's a very weird competition, but that's what makes it exciting. And I think we have a very good chance. So. Epic group. Next time we speak, we have gold. <laughs> Love it. Cool, bro. Shots so much for joining us. Thanks for updating us all. Yeah, you're it's welcome. Nice chatting again. Yeah. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. you too. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Cheers, bro. Cheers.